Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hey. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we are talking about a topic this week that we love and are super passionate about. Yes. Would you like to tell our audience what that is? We're going to be talking about the Enneagram. I don't think people who know me from back home are not surprised (laughs) that this, they're probably more surprised that it took three episodes to get to than anything. Um, But I'm really excited about it. Yes, me too. So if you're not um, familiar with the Enneagram, it is a personality um, typing of sorts. Um, But what sets the Enneagram apart from other personality tests or types or studies is that it is about motivators. It's about what motivates you, the reason behind the way you are, not are you this way or are you that way. So like if you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs or the DISC or um, gosh, any number of personality tests, um, those track behavior. Right? Um, do you act this way or that way? Are you more extroverted or introverted? Are you judgmental or, you know, um, not introspective, <laughs> right? Um, all these different things. But the Enneagram seeks to get to the why. Um, so are you motivated by being good? Mm-hmm. Are you motivated by wanting other people to love you? Are you motivated by wanting to keep the peace? Are you motivated by wanting to have fun? You know, all these different things. What motivates you? What is that core longing, that core desire, that core need that you have that drives those behaviors in your life? And for me, and you're you're probably this way too, <laughs> is that when I discovered the Enneagram, I felt like I discovered a piece of myself that had been missing. Oh, yeah. It was, I remember vividly when I found out about the Enneagram and what it was, I was laying in bed with a friend not like that. Like, we were just staying over. It was a sleepover whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we were laying there, and I was, like, distraught. Like, I didn't understand the meaning of life. I felt like I... Everything in me felt some type of way, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the language to describe how yeah. I was feeling. And she goes, do you know what the Enneagram is? And I was like, the Enneagram... What? <laughs> Um, which Enya meaning nine, so there's nine different types of right. gram meaning literally a diagram. Uh-huh. Um, and she was like, you know, there's these nine types, whatever. So instantly pulls out cell phones, starts taking, um, uh, I think it was like enneagrampersonalities.com. Like a really, I don't think it's free anymore, like but a basic test, uh, right? basic test. And I took it, read the type that I was type two, the helper and immediately just release of Mm -hmm. everything and even before taking the test the way she described it I was like this is she was she is was I don't know if she still identifies as the type 2 or not um like the way she explained type 2 to me I was like this is who I am at my deepest core yeah exactly I was a little bit different I just happened to be listening to a podcast one day on motherhood Mm. and on the podcast Um, There was an Enneagram coach on there um, who was being interviewed, and she was listing out the nine different types, 
And I'm a personality geek, a psychology nerd. It was my major in college. You know, it's just, I love it. And so I'm like, I'm here for this, right? I was getting ready for work or something. I was putting my makeup on. I don't remember where I was going. But um, she said that the core longing of an Enneagram type two is to be loved and wanted. Mm -hmm. And I started crying. (laughs) Like I immediately knew in that moment that I was a two. Right. She didn't need to say anything else. I didn't need to hear any of the other types. I mean, it just like hit me. And that was it. Right. Um, that you were a two. So then I'm starting, like, for trying to find everything about a two. And in true two fashion, of course, thinking that everything, everybody is so much more wonderful than I am, right? And I'm just like, you know, a peasant. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> no, seriously, but for real. Um, I struggled for a long time on whether or not I really was a type two. Right. Because they're so much nicer than what I see myself as. Interesting. Right? And so I struggled with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I took all the tests. They all came back too. And I read all the books and it wasn't until I got to seeing like the, um, the negative things about the type two Mm. that it really brought it home for me. Right. That yes, you really are an Enneagram two because I could identify (laughs) (laughs) uh, with the negative sides. And I can see all the positive sides and everybody else. Right. Right. Typical typical me but I came alive in a new way in that moment because it was like I felt seen that's good where I had not felt seen before now the Myers-Briggs got me a little bit closer when I found out that I was introverted extrovert because I always kind of felt that way but everybody told me you can't be both you can't be an ambivert or ambivert whatever how do you pronounce that word I can spell it um (laughs) (laughs) but you know, they're like, you can't be both. Right. Well, it turns out you can be. Yeah. They're rare, of course, like a queen. But, of course, you can be. You can be both. Right. And so I felt a little bit more seen then. But mm. then when I discovered the Enneagram, it did. It changed my life. Yeah, 100%. I think I'm in the same boat. Like, I believe it was like 2016, 2015, maybe late 2015, early 2016 when I discovered the Enneagram. And I was like, I was like head over heels. And I always joked with people about it. They're like, it's just like the Myers-Briggs. Like, it's a joke. Mm -hmm. It's not true. Like, whatever. And I was like, actually, if anything, it is more true because of how much ancient ties that it has, Mm -hmm. which if you want to learn the true, like, history of the Enneagram and where it came from, Christopher Hewitt's book, uh, The Secret Enneagram, 10 out of 10 would recommend as far as, like, if you want to, like, really, really know what the Enneagram is. Um, He's incredible as far as that element goes. But I always told people, I was like, what I love about the Enneagram is it hurts. Mm. Most personality type tests make you feel good. Yep. They, like butter you up. They tell you, like, what other celebrities are like you. And really just truly like look at the good mm-hmm. and I don't mean hurt in like the bad way right it's just the core essence of who you are is most likely built upon a childhood wound mm-hmm. which is where the Enneagram really finds its meaning um, for the nine different types and I was like okay like if you take the Enneagram test like here you go I trust this website go take it my friends that were interested because I wanted everyone to know about it. Oh, yes. I wanted everyone to feel the same validation that I did. I was like, if you, once you read the type, if you don't feel like it hurts or it like kind of like breaks something in you, 
that's probably not your type, go to the, go to the second one. Read through all of the types, mm-hmm. or don't take the test at all. Yeah. Just read all of the types, and whichever one hurts the most, probably, that's probably yours. your type. And yeah, being a type two is just, it's often missed. I hate ca- type casting. I think that was like a big. When the wave of the Enneagram got really popular on social media in like 2018, 2019, um, I think even maybe 2017, um, typecasting was huge. And that, that's like rule number one of the Enneagram is like, you can't, you can't typecast people. Because you can't see someone's core motivators. No, no. Not unless, like maybe if you know them deeply, right. you can get close. Like I know when I was dating my now husband, I was like, I, I think he might be an eight. I'm not going to say anything. I want him to figure that out for himself, but I feel like I know him well enough to know that he's an eight. Mm-hmm. He's in fact an eight. Right. But I hated seeing all these like cutesy little posts on Instagram that were like, this is what, like you're a type two if this, and so many people are, especially in the Christian culture um, and in the church, Women are typecast as twos, yeah. period, because it's the helpers. Right. So they read. When they're totally not as common as people think they are. They're much more rare, which, like, you know, whatever. The fact that there's two of us in the room right now, if you just saw me, I totally hair flipped. Slay queen. <laughs> but, like, I was proud of that. Yeah. And I was like, there are twos all over, all around me. Mm-hmm. And the more I got to know those quote-unquote twos, mm-hmm. I discovered... I ain't gonna say it, but they ain't twos. Not like, a two. They don't feel that deep, deep burning of literally I would die mm-hmm. for anyone, whether they are awful to me or not, mm-hmm. to feel wanted. Yep. Period. Period. <laughs> and yeah. But you have people. From all different Enneagram types that help. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The type nine might jump in and help because they want to keep the peace. And this one is fighting with this one. And if they get in there and help, they'll stop fighting. Right. Right? But their longing wasn't to help. help. Their longing was to stop the fighting. They want to they peace keep. Right. Right? They want peace. Um, type eight might jump in and help. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably jumping in and helping because the underdog is getting beat down. And they don't like that. Right. They want to stand up for the underdog. Mm-hmm. The type seven might jump in and help because it looks like the fun thing to do in the room. Right. Or they might Keeps them miss out that. on the engagement and they don't want That's to do it. that. Yeah. FOMO. The type equals FOMO. Right. Mostly. Type six might jump in and help because they're afraid that it's going to get out of control and burn the whole place down. So right. they might jump in and help. Right. Right. The type five is still in the corner studying on whether or not they want to jump in and help. The true definition of help. Caleb, we love you if you're listening. Right. Uh, fives are my favorite. Fives are I love my favorite. fives. Um, you know, the four might jump in and help, but it's really to romanticize more of the situation. Right. They want to see the whole world mm-hmm. as this special, unique experience they want both sides to feel validated and yes and they themselves want to feel like what they bring is Mm -hmm. unique and uh just its own thing right Mm -hmm. that like they are the only person that can 
bring that to the table, right? The type three might jump in and help because there's work to be done mm-hmm. and they want to succeed. And they want everybody to see that they're succeeding, that the thing that y'all were still fighting about, but they're, they're making the it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Type twos will jump in and help because later on we want the people to recognize that we jumped in and helped and validate and love who we are. Yep. And want us around. Mm-hmm. And maybe next time they'll invite us because they want us around. Yep. Which we can get caught up in the kitchen cleaning a lot because people like to have us there to do stuff. Right. And then the Enneagram one might jump in and help because it's the right thing to do. Right. You know. That doesn't make them type twos. So you see an action, you Mm -hmm. see any one person performing an action, picking up the dish off the floor, nine different reasons why they picked up the dish off the floor, Mm. right? And that is the Enneagram. Yep. It's a perfect way of like taking the Enneagram and it's, it's a lot. It's so much. It's not just, like, I feel like Myers-Briggs is really easy to digest. Mm-hmm. You're either this, that, or the other. Like, right. there's there's only so many, you know, different combinations, but they all kind of yeah. connect. Uh-huh. The Enneagram is almost scientific yes. in the way that it's formulated, and I love that about it from, Me like, too. a data perspective mm-hmm. and, like, an analyst perspective, but why they picked up the dish off the ground their core the core reason why mm-hmm. is going to be different yes and based on their type based on their type and even on the day which wing they come more in alignment with mm-hmm. could influence why they picked up the dish oh yeah you know so where you're an enneagram too yeah so your wings for everybody listening an enneagram type one through nine has wings mm-hmm. so you, you know, you count one to nine, your wings are going to be on either side of you. So for a two, they're a one and a three. For a nine, they would be a one and an eight, so on and so forth. So being a two, our wings are one and three. Mm-hmm. So where, it's a pendulum, right? You, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have to stay in the two, three. You don't have to stay in the two, one. You can kind of swing each way. Correct. But where do you sort of find yourself swinging more? Um, I definitely find myself, I'm... This is probably not accurate. Um, and any like Enneagram uh, educator or teacher would probably slap my wrist. I'm definitely more two wing three. I joke that I'm a true two. I'm a two wing two. <laughs> um, because, and a lot of my friends have joked around and said that like, I don't really see you as a two wing one. They don't really see you as a two wing three. Like you're a two wing two. You're a two. <laughs> um, you cannot be a wing that is all the way across the other side of the enneagram. That yeah. like would make my skin crawl. Anyone was like, I'm a two wing seven. It's not no, possible. That's <laughs> not how it works. Um, but I definitely swing more towards, and probably only ever towards two wing three. I feel like the three that like achiever um, element mm-hmm. is a where I, I swing harder that way when I'm at my healthiest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something really powerful about the Enneagram too is the healthy mm-hmm. and unhealthy, yes. your shadow type yeah. um, elements of the Enneagram, which is where your arrow points to in the Enneagram diagram. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I feel like when I'm at my healthiest, I swing more into that three wing. Because mm-hmm. um, for the longest time, I thought maybe I was a three wing too. Um, but yeah. 
I do also. Okay. I swing more to the three when I'm healthier. Um, when I start getting super judgmental and super rigid in my way of thinking, I know that I'm swinging more to wing one. And it's usually not calling ones unhealthy by any means. Ones are amazing. But for me, when I'm, when I'm going that way, I can feel that like the judgment and the like your unhealthy where exactly that eight is kind of exactly the unhealthy side of the eight exactly. coming exactly and I'm headed into that what that means in me when I'm acting that way mm-hmm. what that means in me is I'm feeling rejected I'm feeling unloved I'm feeling unwanted right. and it's causing me to act in certain ways um, in a seeking type of validation but like being like really the word I can use on the podcast um like I don't, I don't want I don't think you're trying to say like ego but no but like unkind yeah you know um witchy 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 I like it <laughs> so you know <laughs> when you're headed that direction and so that's what I know for myself right is that 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 is happening and we know that when we're when we're not our best mm-hmm. we're heading toward the negative side of the eight Um, that is where we swing. Um, you don't become an eight. You're still a two. Your core longings are everything, but you take on those negative attributes of an eight. Now, an eight has amazing characteristics. Mm -hmm. They all do. I think that's what I want people to understand is that each type in and of itself, there's no good type. There's no No. bad type. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many incredible qualities and characteristics of each type, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like we talked about many times before, when those, when those all are healthy and they're working and they're working together with other types, I mean, we could like completely change the world. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, because like you think of an eight, an eight really stands up for the people they feel like aren't being stood up for, right? That's one of the things they're known for Mm -hmm. is really pulling it up for the underdog, you know? And if we had more eights that really lived into their eight, mm-hmm. you know, and did that, I mean, yeah. the world would just, right? If you had more sevens live into bringing the fun and chasing after the thing, because when a seven is healthy, you know, it's great. When a seven's not healthy, you can just see them like ditching their responsibilities and booking a plane to Cabo, you know, I mean, right, right, right. you know, nothing like there's anything wrong with hitting the beach, but you know, in the right time, you know, right. right. Less chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding behind the window, like wanting to be <laughs> in, but not in. Yeah. No, I get it. Sixes help us be prepared. Oh, I love sixes. Right. Sixes are awesome. Sixes help us be prepared. But if they're unhealthy, mm-hmm. their fear can drive them to a place yeah. that is not good. Yeah, all the exit signs. They don't know which one to take because they're yep. so scared. Yeah, right. I could talk about the Enneagram for hours. Same. I think that's like something I love about it is that there's really no end or no be- there's no beginning or no end really with it, and there's so many different takes on it. But every, I mean, we have how many books sitting here? Like seven. A crap ton. And while they're all written by different authors, I don't think there's a single one here that's connected except we both own the road back to you. Mm-hmm. It's the same. The types are the same. The names are the same. Yep. The directions are the same. Whereas like when you kind of get into Meyer, Myers-Briggs and other things, like you have all these different opinions. Granted, not saying that the Enneagram is not that way, 
-hmm. but there's such a deep spiritual connection with the Enneagram that I feel like is the main driver for me as far as trying it gives me a direction on how to grow yes and it's like hey these might have been your childhood ones most likely like don't take that like I remember explaining childhood ones to my mom for the first time and um it was mortifying like she was she felt awful um because some of these childhood wounds are very aggressive but the childhood wound doesn't mean it's coming from your biological parent it could come from any sort of influence in your life as a child yeah and um Correct. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one of the things um, I kind of want to do is just kind of give a brief, like, overview of each type, like, for people that have not heard that before. Um, This is their first time hearing it. But also, if you were like me and you grew up in a space where personality types and different psychological conversations were taboo, um, so I grew up in a very charismatic space. church environment where anything that wasn't just like straight out of scripture was you know almost like witchcraft like you know it was like um you're talking about the brain and how it works or you know you're talking about personality types and that's astrology and that's the devil um you know just things like that and so I think it's important to note that I believe that personality types are a way to help us understand ourselves yeah and for me, the more that I understand who I am and how I was created, the more it deepens my faith, not shrinks it. Um, yeah. Because I understand more how I was made and how I was mm-hmm. created. And for me, that gives me a deeper sense of my faith. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like maybe somebody might need to hear that because I sure did. <laughs> um But so, like, for the Enneagram 1, they're nicknamed the Reformer, right? What are the core longings or core desires of the Enneagram 1? Their biggest thing is just to be good, to have integrity. Mm -hmm. That's, like, their holy virtue. Yes. If you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for the 2, the Helper, we've said that a lot. What is their core longing and desire? To feel loved. To feel feel wanted. Yes. The Enneagram 3 is nicknamed the Achiever. Theirs is to feel valuable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bring value. Enneagram 4 is the Individualist. In their basic desires to be themselves. Mm-hmm. I love Uniquely fours so them. much. Fours romanticize the world and we need more of that. Oh, yeah. The Enneagram 5 is the Investigator. Uh, to be capable and competent. Mm-hmm. They want to know, they want to... They almost spend too much time in the books. Mm. Them people, they they are my heart song. They are my, my introvert like love because mm-hmm. they are like gonna research a car until the car is not on the market for sale anymore. I love it. Yeah. The Enneagram Six is the loyalist. Uh, to have support and guidance. Um, twos are often mistyped for the six. Yeah, I did think I was a six for the longest time, but. I didn't feel like my ultimate goal was courage. Like, I felt like I had enough Mm -hmm. courage. Like, I didn't feel... I didn't have that much fear, if that makes sense. The Enneagram 7, I'm married to one, (laughs) is the enthusiast. Uh, The biggie satisfied. Mm -hmm. The Enneagram 8, the challenger. To protect themselves. 
And the Enneagram 9 is the peacemaker. To peace of mind and wholeness. I often, um, my one of my best friends is a 9 and everything is, you know, the peacekeeper, or like the peacekeeper, peacekeeper, peacekeeper. And I'm like, no, they're the peacemakers. Like they're mm-hmm. these... It's not that they want to just, like, stop everything. And it ha- if it can't be chaos, it has to be a complete peace. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that just who they are, their presence, just exudes this peace. Cal- this calm, this mm-hmm. peace. Yeah. <clears throat> so that is just a brief synopsis of those. Um, what else about the Enneagram? We love it. We can we go on about it. it for hours, you know. I know. We haven't even made it to, like, our 30-minute mark, which is crazy. But, I mean, at the same time, I feel like the Enneagram is something, like, while, yes, we can talk about it forever, the, it's really one of those things that I feel like each individual person has to seek out for themselves. Agreed. And I think it helps, it's helped me not only in my spiritual journey, but also just in my, like, the workplace in who I am like day to day, how Mm -hmm. I engage in different relationships and why, Oh, like maybe there's the the reason why there's a disconnect here. Isn't because I'm right and you're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate, like, Oh, like I just don't know what their core, not their core values, but their, their, just their core, their motivator, their motivator. I don't know what's driving them. And I think, being married to my unhealthy version, I think being like it literally opposites attract is two and eight. Um, that is like, I think if there was some random blog post on like pop sugar or whatever, they'd be like, don't twos don't marry eights, hey, eights don't marry twos. Um, but I think in that sense, like when my husband's his healthiest, he's a two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, he understands a, just a little bit, like, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, like, same with, like, me when I'm unhealthy. Like, I understand that, like, deep, like, guttural anger mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of that pride and a little bit of that oh, ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's helped, like, our relationship. And, like, we learned so much about the Enneagram before we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and it changed how we viewed marriage and how we viewed conflict and how we chose to navigate growing in that relationship mm-hmm. because there's one thing to just understand a person, their background, who, where they came from, who they are, but then to know deeply like that, I keep saying core, but like that core of who they are as a human being, their motivators, mm-hmm. that's when you really know someone. Oh, for sure. And having some sort of understanding of that has allowed us to go deeper and mm-hmm. go there and have yeah. those conversations mm-hmm. um, and for him to entertain like why I feel like it's super important for the fact that we have an extra bedroom in our house. If we can afford it, we're always going to have at least one or two extra bedrooms in our house. I desire to have a safe place for someone if they yeah. need it. The eight in him doesn't understand that, but he does understand that underdog and that desire to help the people that need the help mm-hmm. um does he understand why we need extra bedrooms no because he doesn't have that core value of 
wanting to feel loved and wanted right. and I want that for other people. Mm-hmm. And But you know, the thing about an eight is that he may not understand why you need the extra bedrooms, but the minute someone shows up in need of one of those extra bedrooms, he would be one of the first ones to extend it. 100%. Right. Because they are in need of someone to stand up for them and speak up for them and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when an Enneagram eight really shines. Right? Because they want to speak up for themselves. They want to stand up for themselves, but then they cannot stand it when basically that childhood wound, right? It's like not having someone stand up for you, not, you know, whatever. Right. So then once they come into themselves and they can stand up for themselves and do have a voice, they want to use it for those that are vulnerable and don't have a voice and, you know, need that. Even if they can't be vulnerable themselves. Exactly. Um, You know, and you said that it helps you in, you know, your relationships and in conflict and things like that and it's so true but I think the place that I've been most helped by the Enneagram is in my relationship with myself interesting you know um I spent so much time actively hating myself wow you know and then not understanding why I did certain things not understanding why I cared so much not understanding Mm -hmm. why I would go after certain relationships and then overthink it to death or need that connection or whatever until I really discovered this and learned it and learned how that presented and how it could be healthy and all those things did I start really accepting who I am Mm -hmm. right and seeing myself very differently than I did before right um, so if anybody wants to learn more about the Enneagram, which I think everyone should, <laughs> but if anybody wants to learn more about the Enneagram, there are so many good books out there. Um, you can Google them. I suggest, of course you can take a test, but I suggest listening to a podcast, reading a book, reading some resources on what the Enneagram is rather than taking a test. I would take a test to confirm your thoughts, Yeah. but I would kind of do a little digging on what they are first. Um, because I think that's where you really, truly, because again, it's hard to test a motivation, right? Right. It's very easy to test an action, but it's very difficult to test a motivator. Yeah. And when you're taking a test, if you're someone who likes to see yourself in a different light than what you actually are, mm-hmm. then when you're taking a test, you have the um, temptation to answer the questions like the person you want to be seen as yeah. versus who you actually are. Twos have a hard time with that. Because they want to be seen as one thing, but they might actually be something else. And so I would suggest that you do some reading or listening um, before you take a test so that you can kind of really go, "Mm, I think that might be, you know, don't just read the positive attributes of the personality type. You know, look at the negatives um, and look at the core motivators because we all have something that motivates us. um, And that will really help you figure out what your type is um, by doing that. But know that no matter what your type is, that you are not too much. Not too much. You are not too little. Not too little. You are just enough. Just enough.